because all of my you know complaints uh, that fits exactly what we're you know mike bitching about carnage uh so let's just jump into other bullshit comic book movies right let's (laughs) so maybe i did a disservice to venom part two let there be carnage because i feel (laughs) like it um its success was partially inspired i'm trying maybe it's not maybe i have my timeline uh mixed up but did Aquaman, the first film, and Venom come out in the same season? Yes, I believe that's right. That sounds right to me. So they, to me, represent a knowing, hey, this is all kind of silly, right, guys? Yes. Response to, uh, not to say that uh, the Marvel movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, went as dark uh, (laughs) as the Snyderverse, even though that has its own element of silliness to it in camp Mm -hmm. Uh, but it seemed to be that they are the third tier even beneath uh, the DCU and MCU uh, Aquaman and Venom as far as this is all shits and giggles right why are we taking this seriously we're having a good time I just checked they both did come out in 2018 so I feel like we're on point with that that is feels like uh, and of course you know I'm not one to talk the way I edit these podcasts because this will release six (laughs) months later Uh, but it does feel like with the Aquaman sequels, like Jesus Christ, has it been five years? Like, where's that thing? And I know COVID and everything, but uh, I worry. But like, for, uh, was it, the King has, of Atlantis? Has there even been like news about it filming? Like, I I feel like I know that, that there's filming. a sequel coming out. Okay, all right. Only good. because Twitter has shown me images of uh, non, I guess, dad bod Jason Momoa. Oh, that's you know, right. Yes, back on the, uh, the steroids and whatever other things that they're <laughs> yes. doing. Back on the wagon. Get to, you fat yeah. fuck. Will you get to work, Jason Momoa? Who looks who looks great, terribly unhealthy. Like man, yes, in his look, normal version. Yes. If I could look like yeah. dad bod Jason Momoa, I would never have another problem with self esteem ever. Come on, I'll buy you breakfast. Oh. <sighs> You want me to have them put that in a sippy cup for you? <laughs> How is it that I can breathe underwater but you can still drink out of the table? That's my superpower. The same pirates who are suspected in connection with the disappearance of the Navy's highly classified prototype stealth submarine. And a further development, we now have unconfirmed reports that the metahuman, dubbed by social media as the Aquaman, was responsible for this daring rescue. It's not me. Oh, shit. You're doing it, aren't you? Huh? What Boko trained you to do? I knew you couldn't stand on the sidelines forever. Mother always knew you were special. Don't even start. She believed you'd be the one to unite our two worlds. Just stop. Atlantis's problems are, you're bigger than them. Atlantis murdered my mother. You don't know that for sure. Yes, I do. They killed her. For loving you and having me. And you know it. Son, one day you're gonna have to stop blaming yourself. Hey, buddy. You that fish boy from the TV? Oh, great. 
selfish man. What do you want? I'll tell you what I want. Can we get a picture with you? You're like our local hero, man. It would mean a lot. Just quick. Do you, okay, this is uh, getting into probably too personal territory, but do you still struggle with that? Because I... Whatever. I myself right, do not, do and I, I say that only in that I've become an even worse piece of shit as far as physically, <laughs> like feel sorry for my wife, but I don't know if I've, maybe it's, I've hit that, an old man point of view where I'm like, no one's looking at me, I don't care, and uh, like, I don't care if you are looking at me, like, I'm just so into my own <laughs> bullshit now that I've lost that bit of, uh, don't give a shit, useful, I don't care what, energy where, you know, because when you're younger, I think, you know, be it going to school or whatever, you're always nervous and apprehensive like people are always watching you like what if i mm. trip what if i do this that and sure. i don't know what point in my life i realized no one's watching you probably when i started a podcast and i started seeing numbers i'm like no no one actually cares no one so. listens no one's watching <laughs> i mean i you know that's not too personal i definitely do struggle with that like we we've talked kind of privately about my weight loss stuff like i lost like 50 pounds in the last year and it's uh for me it's like it's an up and down thing like there will be long swaths of time where i do not give one single solitary fuck about my body or what other people think of it and then i'll like and then i'll like i don't know i'll look in the wrong mirror or under the wrong lighting and like jesus you're hideous and it's like yeah that's not healthy dave that's not a good way to go through life um so i still care but i think there is some truth to that and i think also you know, you've been in a committed relationship for quite a long time now. So I think it changes things when you're like... They've just called me old. Again. <laughs> called no. my wife old as well. <laughs> Whatever, listen to this episode. I think, thank goodness she won't. Yes. Um, I think when you're single and dating and all that, like, I think there's more attention paid to it. Um, but if you're doing it for the right reasons, then that shouldn't come into play, right? If you're, like, trying to keep your body in a certain shape for health reasons, then... <laughs> doesn't matter if you're looking to impress someone or get laid or do this or do that, but, uh, but it still does. Uh, so it's a long-winded way of saying, yes, Mike, I still care. I do not, but please <laughs> subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Uh, so today we're talking about uh, Aquaman, and uh, I Obviously. had just now, just now, <laughs> had to, you know, we're not just uh, talking about Jason Momoa's, uh, you know, BMI or whatever. We're not just talking about that. <laughs> Uh, I do have numbers in front of me that I had to double check. 65%. Because I, I thought this was a tweener as far as how it fits under my criteria, as far as mm -hmm. what I bring to the podcast. And I have to admit a little bit of surprise. I thought this was better received critically mm. than that, which I'm not saying that this is a bad score. It's it's probably deserved. Very a little like, high for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, you and I have both kind of been uh somewhat uh, amused by the curve that some of the marvel movies tend to get uh from right. the critics and it doesn't seem like this one got that that curve no where it's like i a mean high i 70s. think you know i hate to like dive into this but there is a certain percentage of the especially the twitter population when it comes to these movies like oh you critics just love everything that marvel does and you hate everything that dc does and that's why you didn't like batman versus superman for instance um and, but there is a tiny bit of truth to that because there's like uh, shittiest movie Marvel's ever done B plus you know and then and then it's like you know <laughs> you get Tuckman this effect. right, right. previous movie ever made B plus B plus uh, and then you get a movie like Aquaman that was relatively liked by the critics they're like yeah this is you know other than maybe Wonder Woman like this is maybe the best DCEU movie eh, sixty five percent we'll we'll give you that and you know it's interesting because I think it's 
I don't think it's uh, any, not much worse anyway than some of the best Marvel movies. Uh, not much better than them either. Like, it's just, I I walked out of this movie and I can't remember who it was, but a friend of mine asked me, like, Dave, what'd you think? And I had a two-word review that I was pretty proud of. Enjoyably bad. Like, it's a, it's a stupid movie, but it's a really good time. Uh, you, I will give a little shout out to you on your excellent letterbox review. Bring up a wonderful point that that octopus solo, uh, it's good, man. It is like that, that actually, like we laugh, but that actually is the moment in this movie where I was like, okay, this movie knows what it is. This is going to be like a good time. James Wan is, uh, announcing if you didn't get it. Yeah. Up to that here point, it is. Here we it have is, an dummies. octopus, uh, going nuts on the drums with his solo, just living it up in this, you know, underwater gladiatorial combat with my boy, Patrick Wilson. Mugging as usual. God love him. I would say more than usual. <laughs> well, like, he's got to act know, underwater, Dave. You, under you know, CGI water, you know. <laughs> you know the whole Twitter thing of, like, he understood the assignment. Like, Patrick Wilson definitely <laughs> understood the assignment here. He knew exactly. I think, but actually, I think you'd make that argument for just about everyone in this movie. I don't think anyone here is being too serious or being, like, way too over the top. Like, they all get the tone of this very well, which is, I think, kind of why it works. When you introduce Willem Dafoe as, uh, what the fuck's his character name? It's like Orko or something? <laughs> Some it's nonsense. Basically, basically um, the Master Yoda uh, to young His name, Aquaman. Mike, let's show him the proper respect. His name is Nuidus Volko. Volko. So <laughs> Orko. My apologies. How dare you, sir? <laughs> The I don't know. I, yeah, I called him Master Yoda. You know, Yoda's a silly sounding name too. It um, is. Yep. Now it would be high praise, I guess. Um, Willem Dafoe is digitally de-aged for the flashback scenes. I'm just because I went searching for the character name as well yep. to pay my proper respects to the That's mythos, right. the vizier of, uh, of Atlantis, my friend, yeah, of Arthur Curry here. Um, I the only thing I know about this now, as far as how it's still talked about, because uh, like I said, I just thought everyone kind of not gave it a pass, but they were like, "Wow, Aquaman better than I expected." That seemed to be the general consensus mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I felt that way because I, I think I like James Wan a little bit more uh, than most. Unfortunately, he tends to work in a genre that you that hate. I'm not too favorable <laughs> to. So I was just happy to see him get out and get a very big budget. I wish people could have movie. seen my face when you were like, I like James Watt. I was like, what? Oh, okay. That's, that's a surprise. I, I'm not saying that he needs to be uh, stuck in like the Fast and the Furious uh, series, but I think he directed the probably the highest grossing one because I'm sure, I think, mm-hmm. that, unfortunately for real life events, he was directing at the time of Paul Walker's death. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, yep. you know, there's a... A morbid curiosity, unfortunately, mm-hmm. at that that it felt like that was the end of that series. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you feel about them, uh, it should have been not. Mm-hmm. It was not. <laughs> Definitely should have been. But what I'm saying is, uh, I hated that. Like, wow. So is he going to get his shot at some monster budget outside of the sort of lower tier? I don't mean in quality, but in for budgeting purposes, oh, horror yeah. genre. Mm-hmm. Is that going to have him go back? Warner Brothers going to say, hey. Doors always open for the conjuring. So I was just happy to see that, hey, he gets mm-hmm. the call up to do Aquaman. And I don't think that he approached it with the way that sometimes I feel Zack Snyder does, where 
there's a little bit of shame. I'm not saying he feels shame, but it comes across as shame that we're dealing with guys in underwear. Yeah. And I feel like he embraced that. He embraces the costume changes of mm-hmm. Aquaman. Uh, some of it, and all credit to Snyder and uh, Jason Momoa, maybe is the characterization that they'd already concocted for him for the Justice League, that he's the kind of loose cannon, uh, the drunkard, uh, the brawler. That yeah. helps. But even just in the uh, color palette of this film, like it is one that I actually really enjoy watching at home because it mm-hmm. is so bright and punchy. And it's yeah. almost, dare I say it, I know this this makes me sound probably Chris Stuckman-esque. It, to me, represents a cinematic version of just turning the pages of a comic yeah. book. Not quite yeah. Sin City, but it's like, well, this is right. fun. And on this issue... Uh, Aquaman reunites with his mother after going through this mm-hmm. awful trench, and now he's going to talk to a whale. And you know, <laughs> yes. it's just—it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, when you other. just, when, Mike, when you say it out loud, it's just—I know, complete. I know. But that's—that's that's why James Wan gets the big bucks because yeah, he had to do it. He had absolutely. to present it. But I—I I absolutely agree with you. This is a movie that, like, I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's enjoyably bad, as I said. And I immediately, the day it came out, bought it on 4K disc because I was like, this is a good-looking, stupid movie that I could put on at any moment. And there are actually, there's a couple moments where you know it's like, okay, James Wan, horror roots, here we go again. Uh, like, the trench sequence is probably the most obvious, but that really works. Like, that's one of my probably favorite moments in the whole movie. They didn't move forward. I don't know if that's pandemic-related with the, uh, there was... You know, as they do with all comic book uh, movie properties, there's like, and we're going to have a spinoff to this. There was supposedly going to be a, a lower-budgeted trench uh, the, the movie. Trench movie. I remember hearing about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, isn't that just the descent in water? Like, what, yeah. what are we and really Do we need here? two hours of that? Like, well, this, that's one of the things I really like sequence about is good. this movie is it feels like they just throw, they don't hold back, unlike the Marvel mm-hmm. movies, where it's like, we'll give you a glimpse, and then we're going to introduce... Uh, a character uh, much later, then he'll get a cool action scene, mm-hmm. uh, much like probably Darkseid in the Whedon cut of <laughs> Justice League. Mm-hmm. But you know, Black Manta here, for example, it's not just that they make an introduction as a setup to a sequel. He gets multiple shots at beating up Aquaman, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah, plus Absolutely. it's a cool slash really stupid cosplay costume that he has. That that (laughs) helmet is my favorite thing. Like, it just... And again, this is, like, it sounds like an insult, and I absolutely do not mean it this way. But because James Wan goes for it, this movie is ridiculous. Like, in every sense of the word. And it kind of should be. And I don't want to get off on, like, a whole tangent on Snyder. But, like, if you watch this, and then you watch, like, Man of Steel... Here come the insults. Just cue them up. This is like this is the difference between these two directors. You mentioned this like shame that Snyder seems to present uh, on screen, and it is a little bit kind of like I don't. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a Superman movie where he's very sad. I'm not gonna make a Superman movie where we dive into the you know the red and the blue and the you know the truth, justice, and the American way. Like we're not gonna do any of that, right? We're gonna make it very serious. And James Wan is like, nah, fuck all that. Uh, this is I mean. It, the character's literal name is Waterman. Like, let's just go. Let's have giant sea creatures. Let's have a trench. Let's have an octopus playing the drums. Let's have a terrible red wig. Let's just fucking go for it. And they really do. And I I think I have probably, in terms of all the D- DCEU movies, I think this is the one I've rewatched the most. This is the one I go back to because it's like an, it's an easy watch. It's got, like, very simple stakes like you have the very beginning with you know with his mom with Nicole Kidman and it's a love story 
And that's the, that's it. Like, hum, someday she will come back to this dock and we'll be together forever. And that is a very simple, and you know me and longing, Mike. There you go. You have longing oh, even in a comic book movie. And here Somehow, we go. <laughs> my dog hears you and is like, very fucking upset. enough with the longing. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll feed you. I survived. Fought my way through as you did. And I ended up here. You've been here alone for 20 years? Yes. Uh, come. Sit here. You must forgive me. Forgive me for everything. This happened because you had me. Not for having you. None of this is your fault. I made a choice. I had to leave to save you. To save your father. Tell me. Tell me about him. Is he... He still walks to the end of that dock. Every morning. Every day. It's the only way back, but it is guarded by the Corazon. The creature from our legends is real. It lies beyond the waterfall. We'll go with you. We can fight it together. No, it's too powerful. I've tried many times over the years. The creature will only allow the true king to pass. You're afraid? Yes. Good. You're ready. Atlantis has always had a king. Now I need something more. What could be greater than a king? A hero. King fights only for his nation, you. Fight for everyone. So yeah, so like that's that's kind of the thing I really appreciate about this movie is we've I've probably said this like a hundred times about different movies. Like this movie only works if, you know, this love story, if you buy into it, if if you buy into the relationship of, you know, of your two leads. And like honestly, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Like, it's going to be fun no matter what. Like, if you just kind of give in to, like, this is a this is a movie with Julie Andrews as the voice of a sea monster, it's great. Like, it's fa- I, I honestly cannot imagine watching this movie and, like, being upset by it in any way or being disappointed. Because, like, it, you know, it delivers exactly what's on the box. Like, what were you, what were you expecting here? Here's a uh, splat that um, I can't say I disagree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like they they draw the the wrong conclusions uh, from it. Actually, the conclusions are in the the very brief. Uh, By the way, this line. is always the mark of a fun movie, right? Where you read a negative review and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally." <laughs> this is from Jake Coyle of the Associated Press. The bright spots: Momoa, that octopus, 
yeah, can be yeah. difficult to really relish amid the oceans of exposition. Oh, oh Boo. <laughs> and a typically pulverizing, over-elaborate screenplay. I find that that's... I'm struggling to think of one comic book movie that does not have the, the latter, uh, which is... Um, I don't know, I guess, at one what point that uh, comic book movies will, will grow up in, right. in that regard. Uh, even going back to Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, which I guess would be seen as the most grown up. Uh, Probably still. <laughs> yeah, even with Batman Begins, you know, there's a lot of uh, collecting of the gadgets. I mean, it's in the title right. of that movie that we're going right. to reestablish Batman for you. So, yeah, that review, it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in this instance, because there's a lot of exposition, be it uh, from Patrick Wilson, which is basically uh, like a lot of comic book characters, it's, it's got that sort of goofy uh, Shakespearean uh, relish of like, you know what I, I hate? mine. You know what I hate? My dumb brother. This is right. what I hate. Like, it's, <laughs> Why it's, does he get it? <laughs> it's Shakespearean. It's biblical. Like, it's like, yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. Um, I, I don't know really how you... Um, delegate the world building of Aquaman without coming across as maybe over elaborate. I can say that what saves it, and it's mentioned in this very review, is Jason Momoa as the lead character, is that he <laughs> genuinely uh, puts out there the vibe of someone that doesn't really care. Yeah, he's like, this, to him. all this is so <laughs> dumb, like, I do, shut up. <laughs> and I agree with him in the sense of, you just tell me uh, when you're going to punch something. And it seems like he's saying, yes, when someone attacks me, I will attack back and you'll be in good, safe hands. And then I'll have a few Great. one-liners. Uh, I don't know if the uh, the romance with the uh, Amber Heard character, character is at Mara, I think. Mara, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you you know, yeah, all right, dork. Am I talking to my co-host on trilogy and theory? Like you just have this tattooed. On <laughs> Look, your I just I just know who the hot redheads are. Unlike you, Deniston. <laughs> that was somewhat of a point of contention in my household because my wife's like, "So does that do it for you, or is that too fake red?" And I'm like, uh, "I think it leans a little fake uh, red." Okay. Yeah, it's that. Uh, but you know, I mean, when I'm looking at a picture of her and him in bright green and yellow like scale armor so <laughs> right whatever right. um i wouldn't say that they necessarily have the best chemistry i think what they're going for is sort of like a very raiders of the lost ark kind of vibe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's like i'm gonna take the <laughs> not that harrison ford's indiana jones is like a dumb oaf but oftentimes, like some of the appeal, especially in the romance, is very that grumpy. Just, like just uh. well, there's usually a <laughs> stronger, or at least in the moment, uh, probably more capable woman with mm-hmm. him because uh, mm-hmm. you know they 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 write in his own quirks as you know dealing with snakes, or in the third film, introducing his father to just emasculate him. Uh, he's emasculated by women all the time, and that mm-hmm. uh, they don't quite, I guess, have the teeth for it in this film so right, right when they do have this back and forth sort of like i can't believe you're you're not taking ownership of our world um i kind of wish they'd approached it with a little bit more low-key energy uh mm-hmm. it, it seems like that's a trope that doesn't connect and i don't know if that's the performer's fault or not um i will say that uh you know volko orko Willem Dafoe, <laughs> his back and forth with you know the 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 lost, you know, the prodigal son, I guess, mm-hmm, if we we'll go back mm-hmm. to being biblical, I think that hits a little bit more. Like, he's yeah. like, well, I've done all that I can, and he'll have to make his own decisions. And, uh, yeah, Amber Heard, um, 
I'm not getting into the whole. Yeah, <laughs> I know let's there's not. A segment, <laughs> there's a whole segment of the DC fan base that's like remove her from the movie. I'm not getting into that. Uh, so it makes me hesitant to be like, oh, the chemistry is not there because I'm not signing that yeah. petition. You're like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> Mike loves Johnny Depp. That's what, that's what this I is coming. Like, I don't really like either of them. I just want Jason Momoa and Wilm Dafoe to, you know, that's my slash fiction of choice there, I yeah. guess. Yes. <laughs> Call D-aged me by your name. The yes. <laughs> Under the sea. Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right that, you know, I, I don't think I had pinpointed that that was what they were going for but as soon as you brought up indiana jones i was like oh yep that that is exactly what they were trying for and i don't think they they put in enough effort to ever get there i don't think it's a performance thing i think you don't both like of them the are fine Roy uh orbinson song to uh oh god <laughs> <laughs> they're like gazing at each other before yes. <laughs> black manta comes up with that <laughs> fucking bobblehead helmet it and saves us all <laughs> Yes, the, the hero we need. Yes, exactly. Um, and I just think there's like, it's one of those movies, like all introductory comic book movies for introducing a character, which is strange because we've seen him in like two other movies already. And at this point, there's been so many versions of those things. I honestly have a difficult time remembering what came first. Like, I don't even, I was like, because when we, for another podcast, watched the Justice League, I was like, oh yeah, that was before that? Like, I, I can't even keep track anymore. But that was because, for uh, original remake, by the way, and I don't yes. need to pimp it out because it did. You know, I guess I should have expected this fucking huge numbers. Even yep, six months after the HBO Max release, I held it, and people still are looking for <laughs> they new material. Find it. On it. They yeah. find it, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just there's too much going on in a movie like this. Um, like the movie would have to be like another 25 minutes to really build that relationship. And like, God bless this movie for not being three hours long. Like it's it's it's. A, I remember it feeling like a relatively quick watch. Like, it doesn't feel effortful, um, which is different from most comic book movies at this point. Like, even, like, like Shang-Chi, which I actually dug. I actually had a good time watching that. That's two hours and 20 minutes. And I was like, I, it's a martial arts movie. We don't need it to be 145 minutes. Like, we're good here. Actually, we could just move forward. And this is a movie that just kind of moves forward. And you could see James Wan, like, just having a great time. Like... Just visually, that trench sequence is probably one of my favorite things in any comic book movie ever. Like, compared to anything, like, anything Marvel's done, anything DC's done, anything, you know, Sam Raimi did with, like, Darkman or the Spider-Man movies, this is it for me, man. I was having a blast during it's this movie. It's a strange thought I had, a strange compliment, uh, that he handles the redlining sequences extremely well. Because there's yes. a lot of... Uh, globe trotting and uh, especially adventure stories and this one embraces that that genre sometimes even more so than the um, superhero i think mm-hmm. yep. uh, f- films i don't know if that's because aquaman's always been seen as kind of a goof uh yeah. he was yeah. a running gag on the hbo series entourage uh, yes. was the lead character playing aquaman uh you know warner brothers that owns the rights to this character is like who can we give entourage to make fun of give oh, him yeah. aquaman. aquaman he sucks yeah. <laughs> but yes the trench uh the um uh, attempt at a romance in the sahara desert when they're you know i don't know i don't really know what they're link- looking for but she pulls like a bead of sweat off of it and that's another like little clever moment because like you know she probably doesn't have that because she's a fish or whatever the fuck and he's you know half human so that's it's a like that's a the book. second film by the way <laughs> aquaman fish or whatever the fuck i would watch that opening day, probably a Mike. line that's that's spoken at some point in the film by patrick wilson when he's, he's calling him half breed 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that moment's cute, and it is very much out of a, um, like, either an Indiana Jones movie or, like, some ridiculous Dan Brown novel where it's like, oh, yeah, we have to activate the map with 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 water because it's a, you know, it's from this water planet or whatever, and they just go for it. And it is an, one choice in a long line of many choices that James Wan or whoever else wrote the screenplay was just like, yeah, man, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna have a really, really good time. And it was such a breath of fresh air for this group of movies in the DCU. Even the first Wonder Woman, which I like a great deal, minus the like CGI heavy third act. I think it's a kind of a wonderful comic book movie, but it's very serious. You know, it's about war, it's about feminism, it's about equality. It's like there's a lot of serious and this is this is about a fish or whatever the fuck, and we just go with it. And like, God bless this movie. Like, and it's you know, when you picked it out for our show and put it on the schedule. Like my first, honest to God, my reaction was like, hell yeah. Like I was so, I was like so excited for this. Cause I knew, I knew one that it was going to be fun. And two that like, if I'm being totally honest, like I don't need to pay complete attention to this. I've seen it before. I know the beats of this and it's just going to be pretty pictures on my and you screen. You can also <laughs> rely on, uh, Aquaman himself to ask for things to be repeated. Yes. Wait, <laughs> what? what? Wait, you remember all that? Like, he's just a, he's a big dummy. And God, like, and there's so many like big dummy sequences in this movie. Like the scene where, you know, he gets like kind of accosted at the bar with these guys wanting to take pictures with them and hug him. And you see how like annoyed he is, but then it devolves into like, into an entire montage of these guys just goofing around and drinking. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is something I miss from all comic book movies, right? They're all so self-serious and it's always the end of the world. It's always this. Like, give me the, give me the fisherman at the bar hanging out with Aquaman. I would watch a whole extended sequence of that. It'd be great. We are getting an official sequel. Uh, unfortunately, it is not Aquaman, uh, Fish, or whatever the fuck. It is in the <laughs> Lost Kingdom, which is, you know, fairly, yeah, sure, fairly sure. generic. Uh, title isn't um, atlantis a lost kingdom already like what are we <laughs> i guess to us uh what muggles or whatever uh, right right like, you know not to was... not to the normies under the sea it was also uh, nice to see dolph lundgren in a movie again that was that was fun with his ridiculous hair riding a dolphin or whatever like it's having a good time good for him it was nice to see yvonne drago do something else I, I'm getting nothing as far as what the uh, the premise of this is, other than they are crediting, uh, this also sounds like, sort of staying in character of dumb luck, that uh, Jason Momoa, uh, during production of the first film, was like, hey, we ought to do a sequel to this. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, the first person to think of it. Like, yeah, dummy. What a great idea. <laughs> Thanks, so, Jason. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait a little bit to see what his great idea is for this sequel. Uh, I... I do have concerns about it. Honestly, I had concerns about uh, kind of rewatching it for this podcast, even though I mm. was the one that uh, put it on our list because I had such a surprisingly good time with it in theaters. I had not revisited the film, but like you, I did uh, probably when it went on sale on iTunes, I bought a 4k copy because I do at the very least, it would be a uh, nice screensaver material, which is, yes, you know, that's what the theatrical industry is hoping for that you yes. pay them once <laughs> and then you buy the pretty screensaver <laughs> later. Uh, I can say that as of today's recording, having watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Oof. that was not pretty screensaver material, and I don't <laughs> think it's going to get my 4K uh, money for home video mm. purchasing. No, sir. Uh, no, sir. But I... the lesson was learned. 
Uh, it just wasn't executed. Uh, it, it, I don't know if it's a cost-saving measure. That's one thing this one avoids. I didn't see a budget on this. Um, oh, okay. It's getting upwards into $200 million. I'm sure that's hmm. probably double Venom. Uh, very bright. Venom's still hiding a lot of the CGI in the dark, which sure. he has a big black space sludge character. I don't know. What is he? Yes. A symbiote. A oh, symbiote, God. Jesus Mike. Christ. <laughs> Who do I record with? <laughs> You just happened to bring up, like, the only comic I read a lot when I was younger is Spider-Man, so I got all this ridiculous knowledge about this. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Why don't you know this? Oh, yeah, it's not Daredevil. It's not, like, this uppity, oh, I'm a lawyer and I fight for civil rights character. It's just a, a man with the strength of a spider, Mike. Just having a good time. You know what? You are absolutely right, Dave. Um Fighting for civil rights is totally a lost cause. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you look just, at the history of our country, you know, you might Dave be suggests right. <laughs> if he gets superpowers, he just wants to have a really long tongue <laughs> and really sharp pointy teeth mm-hmm. and uh, just be what? A generic Spider-Man costume, except in black? Yeah, man. That, that rules. That sounds great. <laughs> you are the lazy photoshopped Spider-Man is what you yeah. are. Dude, that sounds like a dream. That sounds amazing. Yes, please. Let's uh, do that. That's... Daredevil, his, his real superpower is that he bones lots of hot chicks. That's true. That's true. That spoke that to me as a young man. Yes, yes, I can understand. Speaks me now. I've not lost that yet. <laughs> Still a young man, Mike. You're not as old as I made you out to be at the beginning of this, this recording. I just, so. I just happen to not care what I look like, but I care very much what the... What the, what the, the partner look like. looks like. Oh, so they have to keep it up, but you could just let Thank you for listening go. to Offscreen Death. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. I'm all for civil rights, and my wife is a very attractive lady, uh, and I am hideous and grateful for the life that I have. Except for this great, podcast with Dave. That's a great I'm subtitle not... for you. Michael Deniston, hideous and grateful. That is... <laughs> That's the sequel to my life, Dave. Yes, I love it. December 2022. (laughs) That uh, that went off the rails quick there. Yeah, just like, oh God, (laughs) what happened? How did we get here? My emotions feel the same, feel the same. You don't like where this is going. Look away, look away. You're not in my way, you're in my path. Look at that. All of my emotions feel the same. What a laugh. Cover your tattoo. Changed with the weather, you know. No. So, what culinary delights will tickle the pickle tonight? Potato tots and chocolate. Right, okay, no problem. The payment's due, Chan. Please, 
I can't keep doing this. Now. That guy, right? Yep. Parasite? Yeah, it's a term of endearment, that's all. Apologize! No. Apologize! Alright, fine. I'm sorry. So, what do you want to do now? The way I see it, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> 